Welcome to another episode of Soul Feeling, where you get your soul fed. I'm Tiffany. I'm Jasmine. And I'm Kobe. And today we are talking about minority health because it is Minority Health Month. But you know what we got to do before we get into the topic topic? We got to tell you guys what fed our soul this week. So ladies, have y'all been thinking on it? Do you got something to share with our soulmates? I had one when we had texted each other in the morning. What time we were going to start, I was thinking of it. But now that it's the podcast, I cannot think of it what is to save my life right now. So maybe if you go, while you going, it'll come to me. Yeah, I'll go. Um, it, it, it's, it's actually like bitter. Not, it's just bitter, really. Like, not it's bittersweet. It's like, you know, when you find a lesson out of, of darkness. And so I've been just seeing on social media, like pe- like a, a person, um, people dying or, you know, DMX just died. And it just really made me think about why do we care about anything that other people think? Why do we stress ourselves out about little things? Why are we overthinking so much when life is so precious? And so I just... It just made me think like, wow, we really have to enjoy every single moment. And I just, soulmates, I don't want us to go through life, you know, stressing and worrying and all these things all the time because life is wonderful and and we really can't Mm. take it for granted. And so there's just some fun things I did this week in the middle of the week randomly. Like I went skating at night and it was so much fun. Um... When Deborah came over yesterday and we like hung out in the jacuzzi and we like ran around town to pick up fast food. And it was just like random experiences like this that I'm just like, I want more of that. And so now, you know, I am very, I guess, like careerish minded, but I want to really say purpose driven. But within that purpose doesn't always have to be business, doesn't always have to be, you know, scaling, doesn't always have to be. sometimes it's the the regular things like hanging out with your best friend in the middle of the night going to the 7-eleven and picking up some ice cream so those are the moments more moments I want to have you know spending time with people I love and things like that yes no Tiff I couldn't agree with you more like remember since my car accident I've been thinking that same thing like wait we have to cherish life and then of course the BMX situation got like rest his soul and condolences to his family. But like, and it, and I was thinking something similar to that the other day. And then it came to me again, because yesterday I was watching this Breakfast Club interview with uh, Robert Greene. And he's the, um, he's the author of the book, 48 Laws of Power, The Art of Seduction, and you know, the, the, all those, those books. And, and I was like, and in the book, so going back a little bit, I was watching Animal Planet or like the National Geographic channel with Leo, because I was looking at it on TikTok, how people actually play these shows for their for their dogs. I was like, I'm gonna play Animal Planet or something for Leo one day and just see how he responds. And so 
I, I didn't, but come to find out, since I'm such a science nerd, I started watching the show and get real all into it. And so I was just looking and it was like talking about all the animals, America's top five animals, and it was comparing it to Africa's top five most powerful animals. And so it was just showing all these different animals, animals I ain't never heard of, never seen, never would have known they even existed. And I was like, dang, just in the, I just had this epiphany, like in the middle of watching that, like, God, like we could have really been born any one of these animals, but God chose us to be a human, y'all. Like how amazing and powerful is that? Like we could have been a dog, we could have been a cat, we could have been a frog, we could have been a bird, we could have been any like an ape, a bear, all these different things, but God made us humans. And like humans are like one of the most profound creatures and then going back to the breakfast club interview um robert green was saying the same thing he was like the fact that you know we are here on this podcast like me you uh uh angela Yee, like charlamagne like us making this connection this is so powerful and i think about that same thing like e tip kobe like us making this connection like us being here as humans like all our soulmates y'all being here engulfed in this like in the soul feeling podcast like this is not no coincidence. This was all by divine design and just like, we cannot be taking this for granted. Like we really have to live these beautiful lives as humans and live out our full human experience. Like you were just saying, even if that's just going to the 7-Eleven and getting some ice cream or, you know, just, you know, being around your loved ones, just really sucking up their beauty and not even doing nothing all spectacular that we feel like we always have to chase. and we talk about this all the time with the social media area, area, era, how we like always on social media and we're looking at comparing ourselves, looking at what this person have, that person have, or looking at this, this order, this specific order that makes us feel like, oh, I don't have it together at this time. Oh, I don't have this at this age. I don't have this at that. It makes us feel inadequate, but we don't really need none of that at those timelines because we're all living in our own timeline. So just really appreciating where you are with what you have and being thankful because this, we're right where we're supposed to be. And we have everything that we need right now in this time, in this moment. Just That's beautiful that you brought that up. I can't remember mine, but I think that was mine now. <laughs> and just hearing you talk about that and um, listening to the podcast that our last podcast, Self-Sabotage, and then Tiffany holding everybody accountable. Um, it just made me think about like what, good does it serve you if you're not being like using putting action behind your awareness so we are aware of certain things and we do know certain things like you said wherever you are in your walk with Christ wherever you are in your health journey like wherever you are in your journey you know some things like you're, you you have some type of knowledge so just applying that knowledge that you you know have received and then as you grow as you learn more and as you grow applying that new knowledge so I don't know. That's my gem right there. It's just yeah. hold yourself accountable with the knowledge that you already have. That's I so that. And that brings us to our homework that we had from last week. So <laughs> our homework was to create a system to where we uh, create a system to make our life easier. So basically put something on auto. So ladies, did you, what, what did you fulfill your homework? I did. 
I did do my homework. Um, <laughs> so my homework was, so I'm in the process right now of buying a house. We, Jarvis and I were buying, we're buying our first house. It was a big step for us. And um, I had just been really, really slacking, not feeling motivated and just kept putting it off. Like all, I would not necessarily put it off, but I would look here and there and then, but it was nothing. And then my realtor would be calling me. Okay. So what you got this week, what's, what's, what's on the menu? Like, let's go do some sh- uh, showings. Like, let's go do some walkthroughs and some, and I was just like, oh, I ain't ready. But now this week, because of my homework and the system that I created, I got properties on properties. Like I, we need to go to, <laughs> we got full day ahead. So, but, um, so the system was, and it was just kind of something to make it automatic. So in between, in my downtime at work, which I don't have a lot of downtime, but I'm, I intentionally carved out this, this, this little area right after lunch where it's called advocacy period. And advocacy is like kind of like homeroom. So the kids don't really have to do anything. And so during that time, I'm like, okay, no matter what, like I'm going to look at at least four to five properties. I'm going to write down the realtor's names. I'm going to write down the, um, pretty much underwrite the property so that I can know the expenses and the, like how much it's going to take for each property for us to, to live there on a monthly basis. And then what we would need up front for the down payment and the closing costs. So I'll using that, that time, that's been my, like my little automatic system that I've created for myself, not super automatic where I don't have to do nothing, but it's just like a system like, okay, at this time I got to do this. And it's, it's becoming automatic for me. Like, okay. So now advocacy time, like, okay, this is a real estate time right now so yeah that that's been my and it's worked so i'm gonna keep it going this week and the following weeks and hopefully we're gonna be closing on the property real real soon so yeah that's that's mine how about y'all yeah mine was centered around um budgeting and so mm-hmm. um my previous job i had an inconsistent check so my hours that i worked were very different so my checks were always different so um I never really automated any of my exp- my bills. So with now that I'm you know getting a consistent check and it's the same amount each and every time, you know, now my um benefits and everything are coming out so I know how much I'm getting. I created that system where I'm not having to mentally think, oh, okay, what's, what is today's date? It's the 7th. Okay, I got to pay this bill. Oh, it's the do I have enough money? Do I have you know trying to subtract and add and you know figure out it's just now it's just automated. So that was my little, my homework. Ooh, that's good. I'm proud of you. That, yeah. That's going to be a game changer right there. Yes. That is a game changer. So I failed my homework. <laughs> <laughs> I failed the homework that I gave out. <laughs> but we said it was due on um, seven days. So I'm going to do it today. So I was trying to do it this morning, but I was doing something else. So basically what I'm going to do. I'm sorry, soulmates. Don't be like me. Be like the Jasmines. Um, I'm going to plan out my content, like my personal content for Instagram to schedule um, immediate, like uh, schedule for itself. Because I'm one of those persons like, I don't want to just schedule things. I want it to be organic and in the moment. But to be honest, mm-hmm. I can't rely on myself like, on like that because sometimes I'd be feeling like, eh. sometimes I have too busy. And so I'm just going to, after this podcast, I'm going to plug everything in the planally and just let it do what it do because girl don't have time to even think about posting during the week. So 
Sorry, so that's real. But I started picking out the picture. So I'm in the middle. You building it. You building it. Exactly. Sometimes systems they not built overnight. They take a little a little little bit more. Yes, but I I'm, I love that though, man. When you automate your bills and you automate your paycheck and like automate stuff going to different accounts, that is just that is a real game changer for like your financial health. So I'm so mm-hmm. excited that you're doing it doing that. Actually, I did the same thing. I I'm not gonna count it as homework because I did it beforehand because I had a credit card that I was automating and then I had a credit card that I would pay on the second. And then I, I was late one time and I was like, what the, <laughs> so, cause I, 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 I didn't know I was actually late. And so I had to call them and they had to refund me like the late fee, but I was just like, to prevent this, I need this to be on automatic and on the mm-hmm. first day. So the first day of the month. So yes. No, I, that's real. Oh, bills. I, I got a, a, a credit hack for y'all real quick. It, it just jumped my point, my credit score by 10 points. So I want to share with our soulmates. So yeah, yeah, we're paying our cards. So what, what I used to do, it, no, re- real quick before I even tell y'all the tip, uh, y'all go ahead and like, subscribe, follow us, share this with somebody if your soul is being fed right now. And if it ever gets fed anytime in the duration of this show, make sure you share, subscribe. Yeah, thank you. But um, no, but this credit gym, y'all. It, it, it really helped. And I learned it from, you know, our trusted source, TikTok. But TikTok be putting you on some gems while y'all playing. But no, <laughs> what I used to do was I would pay my card by the, well, by the 31st of every month. Like I wouldn't roll it over into the next month without it having a balance on it. And my credit score was good, but it, it was just staying the same. It would go up like one point. It, or sometimes it just wouldn't even go up a point at all. It would just stay the same, even though I didn't have, you know, of course, keep your utilization below 30%. But, and I wasn't, I didn't have that at all on there, but I, I would only maybe have 10% utilization, but I would pay it off and my score wasn't jumping. So what I learned is paying your card 15 days before the due date and then three days before the due date. And it's going to report to the credit bureau as you paid your card twice. And I don't know what why this this work like this, but it has been jumping my credit score. So don't do the 31st. So if your card, like for instance, my card is due on the 9th and I just calculated it 15, well, three days before that. So I paid on the 6th and then I paid it 15 days before that. And I can't remember what day, I think it was like the 20th or something um, where I paid it 15 and three. So pay it 15 days before it's due and then pay it again three days and I'm now I'm adopting that with all my cards I'm doing my card note now I'm doing it with everything and I'm about to see if I'm about to get to this 800 because that's my goal road to 800 right now yes girl you making me check my awesome. uh, first book. Yeah, because I'm like okay, sorry I have to get so now that y'all um we you know we talked about financial health and if you, you guys want to learn more about that we have a whole podcast with financial expert Anthony O'Neill and we just talked about finances from an actual actual expert so but today we're talking about uh, minority health because it is minority health month all right so let's dig into it so we just gonna have to get into the nitty-gritty okay because let's do it okay because COVID is here and it's been here for over a year now, and now vaccines have 
um, coming to our society. It's available. People are taking it. People are not taking it. And if we're going to talk about minority health, we got to talk about these vaccines. So I want to get my lady's thoughts on this. <laughs> soulmates, we are not doctors. We are not health professionals. We're just somebody mm-hmm. with a really good opinion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. That's real. Yes. Facts, facts, facts. And, and we like, are not suggesting little... that you don't take the vaccine, and we are not suggesting that you do take the vaccine. This is completely unbiased. Do whatever you will. We're going to love you regardless. Yes. Yes. I just want to let y'all know that I have a 795 credit score. <laughs> hey. I'm going to that because I've been stuck right there. Girl, yes, honey. I just jumped to 720. I'm like, okay, I'm. I'm on the road to riches. I'm trying to get the. I'm trying to get the. Okay, back to health though. But I just I, I had to stunt on y'all real quick. Girl, seven ninety five goals. Goals. Okay, okay. okay. <laughs> How about this that is, we trying to we trying to navigate around the controversial topic. <laughs> yes. So, oh what are y'all? What? What? Um, Kobe, what are your thoughts? It's like, okay, so when I look at the numbers, it's like, yes, minorities, we are the the highest, one of the highest groups, you know, to get COVID and to be struggling with it, right? So it's like, it, when you look at the numbers, it makes sense. Like, oh, yeah, we should get the vaccine. But then when you go to that underlining, you know, history of mistrust and, you know, you think about the emotional part of it, it's just we as a people don't trust the government. We don't trust the system. And I'm not, I'm not one of those conspiracy theory people, but it's like, I get it. I'm not in a place where I feel comfortable. Like it just hasn't been enough time for me. I feel like, um, and I hate to be this way because, and because I've already had it. I'm like, I feel like if you are one of those people who, you know, it's like the benefits and the the risk of it is it's not there for me yet you know like it takes time for you to understand and to see the effects the long-term effects of what a vaccine is going to do and we just don't know yet we just don't know yet um girl I thought we were gonna disagree but I agree (laughs) (laughs) that's no look and I'm still getting pressure from like my grandmother you know everybody everybody in my family go get the vaccine you need to go get you need to, you need to sign up today you keep playing you know and i keep but i'm just like ugh, i'm not there yet i'm not yeah and i totally understand and i think um it's me it's so i feel like this guys and i know this is a really hot topic but for me i feel like very very I feel like you need to be safe you need to take your precautions of wearing your mask um not being around a lot of people um eating healthy and things of that nature um but I feel like it's been very normalized so like we have I have a group I have like a family chat hey Kaden we have like a family group chat and once these facts the vaccine started rolling out and that people were able to get it I have somebody like who's a nurse which you have to get it I have a lot of older aunts and um and uncles so they're getting it because they've been really stranded in the house and so for me I feel like 
it really depends on who you are and how you live. So I was okay with them getting the vaccine because their mental health probably took a very hard hit because they've been literally in the house not seeing anybody. So I'd rather them be able to get out, get fresh air, get to socialize with people with this vaccine. And I know that if they get it versus if I get it, there's a it's a bigger chance that, you know, I know I'm going to survive like point blank, period. For them, I'm not sure. Um, I'm just not sure. And so if they feel comfortable with getting the vaccine, I'm okay with it. But but for me and, and my body, um, I, I'm not, I, I already know that I could fight off, um, this, uh, a viral, this viral disease. I, I really do. <laughs> so, so I understand. Like, I feel you. Cause I feel like people think the vaccine is going to get us back to a place of normalcy, back to a place where everybody is just open about and free and, you know, and everybody wants to get back to that place. So I get why so many people are for it. Yeah. 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 I, I think I get that. And it is mainly, I think it's for, like you said, cause in my family, um, I, all of my, my older, the older generation in my family, my grandmother, my father, my, my aunts, everyone that, because they haven't been able to live that, that life normalcy, but then you have the younger generation in my family, like my brother, um, have a couple of cousins that actually had and survived COVID, like just coughed, sneezed it off. And so it's just like, but the older generation, I'm not going to sit here and say that it was nothing for them. Cause I did have a great aunt and a great uncle that did pass away from COVID. So of course they did both have underlying preexisting health conditions that on to that was coupled with COVID that did. Um, I think that has something to do with, with their death as well. But far as me personally, I, I'm just, I honestly don't feel like, like I'm with you too. I like, I feel like my immune system is strong enough to fight it off. Um, and with, with all of my natural remedies that I do have, but for peace of mind, for some people, I do think that that's what, some, that's what gives certain people solace so that we can get back to the normalcy. So if that is one of those things I say, by all means, go ahead, get that vaccine so that because the more people that are vaccinated will cause the city to open up and become, you know, the city of which we know it, because I don't want us to stay, you know, having a social distance and be six feet and can't hug one another and all those things. Like, so if that's what some people feel like they need so that they, we can get back to a normal life, then by all means, I'm. I guess I'm for it for that. But personally, I think I, I'm good. It's like I, I just survived a year. Um, and and if I could just be real transparent with y'all, I feel like if anybody should have had COVID, it should be me because my boyfriend plays basketball. Like he's been having basketball games in the middle of all this. And I was like, we ain't died yet. I don't know. God forbid. God forbid. But but no, seriously, I, I, God forbid, again, but like, I'm just saying, like, I think we good. And it'd be like older men out there playing basketball in their 50s too. I'm like, in their 40s, I'm like, 
So I don't know. It just made my whole views like I'm like, if he got here, he's supposed to be in the high risk group with no mask on playing basketball. I, I just don't know what to tell y'all no more about COVID, but yeah. That's so, just and I think also like I took my mom because she wanted me to go with her to get the vaccine. So we went twice, right? Because she got the first right. One. So went got her the first one. And that was cool. And then we went to the second one. And and so got her the second one. But what got me was this. After she got the after she got the vaccine, they gave us the fact sheet. Oh, this is the fact sheet of what the vac like about the vaccine. Mm. Um they experienced this, this or this and this. And I'm just thinking to myself, well, why didn't people why aren't you giving this information before we get the vaccine? And right. then one of her friends, she got the vaccine at the place too, but she ended up getting COVID after uh, getting the first shot. Mm-hmm. And so um, my mom asked about that. She was like, my friend got the the shot and then she still got COVID. Like, what's up with that? She was like, well, the vaccine doesn't pre- prevent you from getting the um, COVID. Mm-mm. It like gives you like, um, and you, you'll have to do your own research, but it gives you like 90%, 80% immunity at the first and then 90% immunity. And then, but you could still get it. Um, and I'm just thinking to myself, oh, she said you could still get it, but it br- builds up your, it builds up, it affects your immune system in a way that's able to fight it. Right. Mm-hmm. So, so I'm thinking like, I feel like a lot of people are getting a vaccine thinking that they can't get the, get COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just, I feel like there's a lot people don't know about the vaccine, but it's really being pushed on us by, you see on Instagram, the little gift, be vaccinated, get vaccinated. Yeah. A lot of people pushing get vaccinated. And also, I ain't going to even lie to you. Get vaccinated. I, I don't care because, it's, it, because, you know, you'll get herd immunity and that will, you need a certain amount of people to get vaccinated to create herd immunity in, in America so we could get back to like normal life. But also, we just really don't know that much about it. And so that's how I feel. But I want you guys to do more. Uh, but I still want people to take precautions because there is people who are wanting to get vaccine and then there are people who are just living their lives like it's normal. But I want people to, if you're living your life like it's normal, going to clubs and stuff like that, don't go to your grandma's house. <laughs> don't go yeah, to Yeah, exactly. Especially if she's not vaccinated. Exactly. So it's just like, just be, whether you are for vaccines or, or not for vaccines, because I could totally understand why you'll be for it. And I could totally understand why you want to wait. But just do what's best for you and what's best for your mental health. But you don't, yeah, that's all, that's all I have to say about it. But yeah. So I'm gonna leave it at that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I could totally see why with with no, but it is just something we do have to just put out there with the why black people especially could feel, you know, a little in fear about vaccines when we look at the history of vaccines and how um in the past how it has affected black people with the Tuskegee effect, with the syphilis vaccine. So it's like things like that, that can really, and then, so this is why it's like, we're having history like that. And then this vaccine becoming mandatory in some, in certain places can, can kind of trigger some, some, some fear or just some uncomfortability when it comes to the vaccine. 
Because it's like, how can, you know, certain places say we don't even have a choice whether or not we want to get the vaccine. So I don't know. But then if, if everyone's getting the same vaccine, black, white, Chinese, Puerto Rican, Hispanic, then I guess, you know, they, they're not targeting only black people, right? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But what I do know, I was listening to the radio and they played that damn get the vaccine commercial like a million times on 97 on the box. So I decided to turn it to a little white station. I didn't, I don't, I didn't hear no, uh, I didn't hear no promotion. Mm. But, but, but you know, I'm around black. I'm around black people a lot, so I'm. I don't, and I'm not really around like. I'm just. That's just the environment I'm in. I'm just not really around other races, so I don't really know what's being fed to them too. But I was looking in the car. I was like, there's a whole lot of black people, and I saw one white person. I said, okay, you in the scene too. All right, all right. <laughs> a lot of people in my job, which is um, which is which is very diverse, but like there's white people and they're getting the vaccine too. So that does ease my mind, but there also are symptoms. Like um, there are stuff that is happening to people who have got the vaccine and you have yeah. to the CDC. Like my mom was having like this humming in her ear and she was just like, what is this? And then she looked up stuff of like people were actually like, not, that's not going to happen to her, but like people have lost their hearing after getting the vaccine. And so mm-hmm. It's like there's more to this than that meets the surface, and I just think for us as a black community, since the we uh, don't really, <laughs> there has been so much that we can't trust about what's going on in the world. More so than just whether you're for vaccine or against the vaccine, just do your research. What 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 is in the vaccine? What does this cause? How does it really help you? Does it prevent you from getting COVID? How much immunity is it? What is, what you, it's okay for you to know what's going into your body and to ask questions. Um, What side effects are there? And so it's just like more so do your research when it comes to because a lot of times we just take what the doctor says for, for, for whatever it is, or we take what the news says for whatever it is or whatever, People are pushing on us, but mm-hmm. we know history that we have to do the the our due diligence for ourselves, and then yes. this is an option for you. So, and that's on everything, girl. Yes, yes, right. yes. We're gonna end it right there. Yeah. <laughs> we had, we didn't wanna we wanted to give y'all the real real. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. So we know it's a controversial topic. Very controversial and. For good reason. Um, right. So let's talk about Black people and family diseases and genetics. So, guys, are there anything um, that chronic diseases that run in your family um, and things of that nature? Because I believe that is something that we all should look at. We should think about what our our um, family members have died from what diseases that they're dealing with because so we can know how to best prevent that from happening to us and our family moving down the line. So any cr- chronic disease, I mean, I'm, we really can all are. <laughs> right. Look, there's still a whole half of my family that I don't even know. And I still want to, you know, that I need to do more research on, but you know, my immediate family, I know, um, that hypertension is something that is um, big in our family. And then as well as um, heart, just heart health. Um, so that is, those two things were really key for me. 
to be able to, um, like my health is important. And so how I react to certain situations, the reason I'm so calm, it's not just a part of my personality. Like it's something that, you know, my mother has dealt with for a long time as far as hypertension. And so I was like, I'm not going to be stressing out over certain things. Like I'm not going to let certain people get to me. You know, that's just something I've always been mindful of because of that. Um, my grandfather had a heart attack at a young age. Um, so that is something that heart health and be, making sure my diet, like we immediately changed our diet after that, going from, you know, eating beef to ground turkey, you know, uh, doing more vegetables, incorporating more vegetables, because that's something that I see like at, at the schools that I teach. Some of the kids were showing me their meals. They were eating, you know, mac and cheese, mashed potatoes and some type of protein. And I'm like, girl, where's your vegetables? Like, where's the green? And it's something as little as I'm not saying like a lot of them eat um, sandwiches for lunch, sandwich and chips. OK, you can eat your sandwich and chips. Add a piece of lettuce and tomato on your sandwich. You know, put a cup of fruit on the side of that instead of chips. It's the little things, the small things that make a huge difference in the long run. And I think that that is what we have to start looking at is looking at our history, looking at our health and then take making those small changes in our lives and then teaching our um, other family members. I totally agree. And there is a reason why on every do like doctor um, form you fill out, they ask you about your the history of your family, because I believe they know that our if if your family is is. So um, if your family is suffering from a, some type of disease, it's really likely that you're going to suffer from that same disease. And that and we we were just talking about earlier. It's not always necessarily because you're just family and it's genetic, but it's um, the environment that you're in. Are you are you in an environment where you're very close to power plants? Are you in an environment where you're eating soul food every day? Are you in an environment um, all these different things that you have a really sedentary lifestyle? So all these things come into what can generate a disease. And so with that, being able to really look back and see, okay, so if my mom or if my dad uh, has had problems with um, heart disease, high cholesterol, what are the things that I could do to combat this to make sure um, it doesn't come to me, obesity and things of that nature. Um, so you can look back and see, okay, what can I do to prevent this? So I don't have to get on medication. Um, so I can prevent this for me. What lifestyle changes do I need to make? So I can prevent this from happening into my family. And, um, this is like, when we talk about generational curses, this is, could be a curse that you can break is your eating habits, your moving habits. And like you're saying, it's not always just like the eating, like how you, um, react to different situations, because we also know that you could be as healthy as possible. But if you're stressed, that produces a hormone called cortisol, which could also can bring up your blood pressure and it may have a horrible effect on your health. So all of these things about, you know, just going to therapy, all these things that you want to think about so you can live a healthier life. So yeah. Girl, girl, talk about it. Cause these are, and I love how you brought that up. Like this is a form of those generational curses. We always talk about, we want to break generational curses, 
but that is in it of itself the generational curses or any of the any of those those negative things that have been in your generation from previous years and years and we want to stop it at our generation so we have to think about ways that we don't have we can still love our parents but do things differently from our parents or do things differently from our aunts and our siblings and our you know because I know sometimes when you I guess, go against the grain and do things differently. You could be looked at as the outcast or the black sheep or or you think you bougie now or, you know, all the negative connotations that sometimes our family members, they don't do, I don't think, out of any any hate. It's all out of love, but, you know, it can't, it's, it's those little changes, you know, that, you know, whether it's just food and you're changing that diet and you're not, you're choosing not to, eat fried foods every single day of the week and you're leaning more toward, you know, grilled foods and, 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 and baked foods and things that, you know, using healthier oils instead of vegetable oil and canola oil, you know, that's what grandma always fried in, but, you know, grandma has, you know, suffered from high cholesterol and high blood pressure and things like that. So doing those little things and, and they, they're, they're really big things when you look in hindsight and uh, maybe, maybe, maybe just maybe eventually they'll see the changes that you made. And even if they don't, uh, imagine how you'll be creating new, new changes for your, your, your offspring, your, your children, your kids, kids, and how we could change the, tra- the trajectory of our future generations. Um, and like you said, that that was a big thing for, uh, for my family, how just how we cope with different things, um, you know, just seeing your family like I know we don't we don't think about you know our parents always say do as we say but we really subconsciously do as they do and so we really have to to really be mindful because before we know it we already reacting the same way that they would react or respond to a situation we already we find ourselves saying the same phrases so if they blow up at a it's somebody that get their order wrong at the at the food place. Next thing you know, we adopting those same habits and we blowing up and you know, people are like, well, you just like your mama. Oh, you just like that's something your daddy would have done. And it's just like, okay, let me let me make that wet, that change, that shift. And then guess what? You're teaching that to the next generation. Now your child will know how to handle situations in a healthier way a healthier manner because i guess what my mom it didn't necessarily do what my grandma did but she did she made her own way of adopt of adapting and it's like we don't have to we don't have to live out these narratives and so it's just i'm glad that we brought that you brought that up kobe because that was that's that's a game changer because most times we just thinking about high cholesterol well high blood pressure is a link to food but it's really really that stress and like you were saying to that that stress creates that hormone called cortisol and cortisol is linked to to not just cancer but even heart diseases and things like that and heart diseases we know in america one of the number one killers in america and so heart disease is coming from like even being stressed at work stressed out in rush hour traffic stressed out you know just in your daily life and so we have to find ways to decompress and, and really let go and unpack and become way more mellow. And I'm talking to myself, talking to all of um, my melanated siblings out here listening to us. Like we really have to create a new, new, new narrative in the minority and um, the minority community. Right. 
That's totally agree. And I think the biggest thing too to to mention with chronic disease is that it's preventable. Like that's the thing. Like a lot of this, you know, we can't change our genetics. We can't change, you know, biologically we are either male or female. We can't change our age. But there are certain things that we can control and that we can change. We can change our eating habits. We can change, like you said, those stressors uh, or acknowledge what our stresses are and change how we cope to those things. We can change how we um, are, are, whether we're sedentary or whether we're active, you know, we can change those things. That's so true. And for the things that we might not can change that has been passed out through genetics, this is another thing that you just really need to just know because so you can monitor those things more closely. So you can go to the doctor and say, hey, I need you to monitor this so you can catch something before it gets too too crazy. So we're, I think we're always basically in the middle when it comes to like Western medicine and natural natural healing and eating healthy and stuff like that. So there's definitely a balance um, but more so, I think it always goes back to doing the, the really knowing because a, a lot of times we are really fed so many things, but when you really dig into the knowledge, you think to yourself, wow, wait, what am I eating? Like, what am I putting in my body? What am I putting in my mind? What am I listening to? What my, is what my mom, my dad, my grandma said, said, is this really true? Like, is this really true? And my, and I love the fact that Jazz, you pointed out like the way you talk and how you respond to things like how your how your mom does it how your dad does how the people around you respond to things will have an effect on how you respond to things so this is a time where you have to really take a step back back out of yourself and really think to yourself have i been responding to things correctly have i been reacting to things correctly or if I'm just taking down what has been passed on to me? Do I need to take myself out of an environment where it is negatively affecting me so I can grow? And also when when you hear that, that also puts the responsibility on yourself because now that we're older, we aren't the kids anymore. We teach the kids. We have nephews. We have we have children and things of that nature. So so they're looking at you. And so now you, when we're talking about, you're the one to be breaking these generational curses and turning them to generational blessings. That means that you are the one that are is responding in the healthy way. You are leading by example, and you are eating the right things. And though it might seem like, oh man, and like I've seen this meme, like I'm tired of breaking all these generational curses, but it's a practice like everything else, you know, and you don't have to be perfect. We're human, but do the best you can because then the next generation, each, each generation gets better and better. They're going to take on what you, what you taught them and just, just expound upon that. But mm. starting with, just let it start with you. If it doesn't, I could honestly say it hasn't started with me. You know, it started with my mom and my grandma, but we, we also subtracted some things that don't align with who I am personally as a human. Mm. We are not mm. our parents, but we can take good things and eliminate the bad things from them. Yes, 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 yes. I think the goal is each generation to continue to get better and better and better. It's like Nip said, this is a marathon, y'all. 
we constantly passing the baton to the next generation. And do I want my children to do everything I do? No, I want them to find better methods and I want them to find better ways and then to pass those better ways, the, expound on the good things I've taught them, but then build on the better things that, that I've taught them. But I love Tiff, I want to go back how you said, we have to question everybody, like question the narrative our mom, our dad, our auntie, the elders in our society has given us even so much so, guys, because I know Black people, we, we, I don't know how it is in other minority cultures, but a lot of, in my immediate family, not so much with the women, women, I know we go to the doctor a little bit more than the men in my family, but for some reason, we have to, we have to normalize Black health care. We have to, like, I know we, we want to be holistic and I know we want to get grandma remedies. And, and sometimes, and being honestly, I mean, being honest, sometimes the guys in the family, they ain't even doing that much. They not even doing the natural remedies or that. They just living. And so it's like we have to normalize going the extra mile and doing our research and finding those health care, those, those those doctors that are compatible, that do have our best interests. Maybe you might go to a doctor one time and you might feel like, mm, I don't really feel like this is a good fit for me. I don't feel like we mesh. Do you have to go back to that same doctor? No, I'll find some, another doctor in your network as, you know, make, get word of mouth, get recommendations from friends, family members, find, see if they have a trusted doctor that they can refer you, see if your insurance take them or not. But like, we have to do our research and, and actually go that extra mile and find people that have our best interest because I don't know if y'all y'all have heard the statistic with the immortality rate in the black women community how how they're saying they're comparing black health care to to the police system for for men. So they're they're saying that it's the same for the black women in the in the um in the healthcare industry. So it's like with us knowing these facts and knowing that we have to just be honest, some doctors do not have our best interests. I've been to a couple of those doctors that was telling me I needed surgery and then I go and get a second opinion. They're like, you fine. I'm like, what? What is this? And I'm thinking I'm on the verge of dying. When I go and get three, four opinions, and they're like, no, you're fine. And so Knowing that what you know, knowing that there are although people wear the suits, people wear the capes, but all people that are heroes underneath those capes. Some people have hidden agendas and we just have to be mindful and understand that. But we can't just say, oh, you know, like they did back in the olden days. Like if I go in the hospital, I know I'm not coming out. So I ain't going at all. And so we have to still still take take because there are certain diseases that can be prevented but sometimes we get it in stage four and we we miss stage one two and three where it could have been stopped and we could have really truly gotten the help that we needed so i really just want us to normalize taking control and even if you do get a good doctor i have a wonderful doctor right now but it's some stuff i still don't agree with like tiff saying we have to still question everything and if something don't sound right to you you are your body's expert like at the end of the day, you are the expert of your body, not someone else. So take all the precautions, let them be the expert in their areas. But if it's something you don't agree with, you don't have to do it. Like they are not the boss of you. Like, so still, I just really want to put that out there because I know some people that haven't gone to the doctor in years and years and years. And I'm just like, 
you know, there's preventative tests. I think, you know, you probably should have ran and just to check, just to know, you don't have to get treatment from that doctor per se, but you just, just to know. Yeah, I totally agree. An analogy that I love to use is like, you know, you go get your car checked up, right? Every certain, you know, every 5,000, whatever miles, you go in and take your car to get an oil change. They'll get it checked up to make sure it's running properly. So why not do the same thing with your body? Yeah. Right. Why not do the same thing? Why wait until you're not feeling bad, you know, feeling good or, you know, your health is bringing you to a point where you have to go in and do something. Right. Being proactive versus being reactive. So taking those measures, like you said, to go in and just make sure everything is running properly and running the way that it's supposed to be. I love that. I was also going to bring up the point of just listening to your body. Um, like you were saying, Jazz, you said, like, we're the expert of our bodies. Yes. Like, I even know, like, oh, dang, like, our period is about to start. Like, I feel different or, you know, you feel different things. So don't just brush those things off. If you feel um, like a knot in your in your breast, if you're having weird discharge or if you're having stomach pains that aren't going away, or if you can't use the restroom, all these things, you know, you really want to pay attention to because you know that your body isn't, isn't right. So as soon as you feel those things, um, you know, if they're not going away, you know, in a week, you know, that's the time to just, you know, go to a doctor, get a second opinion, get a third, fourth opinion, um, pray about it, ask for discernment, ask for that protection. Because, yes, like you said, um, I remember I went to the doctor with my mom and they immediately at, uh, suggested a hysterectomy. And I'm like, that pissed me off. And it, it, it was a black doctor. It was a black doctor, but the nurse is the one who, who said it. But it doesn't matter. Like, it's not like we prefer to go to black doctors, but also it's just like, it doesn't matter. You really have to have a uh, discernment. <laughs> and so, Girl, right. I don't care if you black, white, Chinese, Puerto Rican, like still, I'm getting a second, third, fourth opinion on your okay. ass. <laughs> it's like, it's just, it's just so much like we could dive into, like we're big proponents of going to the doctor uh, for preventable measures and, and for the things that we can't uh, help on our own that needs additional help. But um, just listen to your body and just, don't let that pass up because, you know, we need you here. We need you to fulfill what God has for you on this earth. Yes. With that, um, let's go and talk about um, mental health real quick. I know we kind of touched on that, but just different ways to make sure that our, our, our mental state is on top. Because just like we said, it's not only what we eat moving around, but it's also... Um, how is our, our mental health that could actually contribute to these diseases and and have a mental disease as well? So, mm. Kobe, can you go ahead and share that that phrase for share, share the phrase with the people? <laughs> yes. So the the popular saying is that black don't crack, but in actuality, black can crack. You know, mentally, we can have those mental cracks, those mental breakdowns um, if we're not being mindful and really taking care of our mental health like you know you, we get to that point where we're overworking ourselves and then we crash right we're so busy so busy and then it gets to a point where our body is just like uh-uh no not today right you working out working out working out but you're not stretching 
you know, that's in part important, right? Then your leg sure. cramping up, you know, something you, you have an injury now because you're not, you know, taking those measures to really take care of your, your health. Mm. Yeah. That's good. There's so many different ways to do that. You know, therapy has been such a, a big thing that we've been talking about in the black community and how it used to be, you know, like, oh, you'd only go to therapy if you're crazy, but no. Like you were saying earlier, Kobe, just like the doctor, it's a preventative measurement. It's a, 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 it's a mental check. It's something to help you sort through your thoughts and not keep them all in your in your head. You know, whether right. you go to therapy or not, uh, just know that it's not a it's not for like people who are at the end of their rope, but people who just don't want to get there. Mm, mm. Let's talk about that, like. Most times, and we do this with health sometimes, we wait until we can't breathe or we can wait until we can't walk no more. We can't, you know, where we at that breakdown factor. But it's like, have we gone and prevented, got it in the early stages? We would never even have gotten to that point. And same with therapy. It's like, I feel like we really have to change that stigma and normalize it. Like, it should be just as normal as you going to get a physical from your doctor. It should be as normal as you going to get a, a, a routine checkup for your car like you get a routine whatever like it should it should become that because it's like before we when people do go so deep all you hear is people judging them labeling them but then it's like had had like we, we really just have to strip off and stop caring about what other people think about us because when we're the only ones that have to unpack and deal and, and iron out and truly, truly iron out because we're the only ones that's inside of our head. We're the only ones that can see the thoughts and hear the thoughts and, and know what we're thinking of. Even if physically we looking good on the outside, you got, you've been hitting the gym, you strong, you look, your body physique looking on point, but it's like you going home crying every night or you, you know, you having those mental exhaustions where you just, you have no motivation to do anything. And so it's like, why, 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 why are we in a, so what made me think about this earlier is because I was watching this, the breakfast club interview with, um, Trapper on wall street, something like that. He's, he's awesome. Y'all need to watch that interview. Um, he's, a uh, he, I, I can't even tell his story, but he was, you know, boy from new Orleans, um, made some bad life choices and he became like after his, I think third or fourth time in prison, he basically was like, okay, I'm tired of going to prison, but I need to learn, you know, how to make some legitimate money. And so he really found his home in the stock market. And so, but one thing he did say when he got to the breakfast club, the first thing he said, he's like, before I even get into anything, I just want to thank you, Charlemagne, because you were the first black man that I ever heard talk about therapy and talking about mental health. And I never knew that was a thing. And one thing that he noticed that um, how he was truly affected by his mental, um, his mental upbringings, things that happened in his childhood, how his mom had shot someone and he saw that at age nine. And so his first time going to prison, he shot a guy. And he was like, I didn't even think about how that me, how that affected me seeing my mom shoot someone at nine and then back door I go and I shoot someone at 14 or something like that. And so he's just like, you know, I, you know, these things that we grow up in our childhood and our household and our environment, we don't even know. It's like, 
how do you how, how I'm trying to say it's like we have eyes on the back of our head. If we growing up in an environment, we think we don't see it. it just because it's happening in the other room or just because it's, you know, it, it's, it's it, you hearing it, but you're not seeing it with your eyes or if you're seeing it with your eyes and you think like, oh, that was so many years ago. And that, that I'm good. I, I didn't shoot back. But you never talked about it. You never released it. You never got it out because you don't want to talk to your friends about it because just be real. Some things we just don't talk to our friends about. It's just like mm, that's TMI or some things you don't want to talk to your your bae about. So it's like, who can you truly confide in, confide in to really unpack every single thing? Someone that's actually trained and not going to give you that judgment, that 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 biased opinion. So it's I really think it's something that in the black community we really should take more seriously because I really feel like that could be another thing a piece to the link to help us get ahead. It's like, and Charlamagne, he talks about this all the time on the show. Like, you know, my therapist be helping me level up. I had to go and talk to her, had to do an emergency se session because he was feeling him and the guy, uh, the trap trap on Wall Street. They were feeling this, this, um, I forgot what syndrome they called it, but basically when you come from a, a not so well-off family and then you become the one that that's doing well, you feel this sense of guilt. Right. And so he was like, I have to go and talk to my, I had to talk to my therapist about that because I didn't know how to cope with it, but I just know I was feeling so bad, at, like for having things, I was feeling bad for, you know, living and, you know, just accomplishing it. And he's like, you know, it really messes with you because these are the people you want to get it more than all anybody in the world. And you love the most, the, the dearest. And I'd be feeling like that sometimes now with my family, I'm like, can y'all just get it? Can I just... Like, I'm trying to tell y'all what to do financially. I'm trying to tell you how to eat right. But, you know, I get in it. Just get it. And so it's like, maybe I do need to talk to somebody about that. Like, I don't know. But we really probably, like, we probably should really take that step and not feel biased about it. It's cool to talk to your 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 people, your church members. It's cool to talk to your friends. But I really feel like it's only so far we go when we talk to, to people nowadays. Yeah. And... Also, it's just like, but I also do want to th think about people who may not know how to gain access to therapy or have the, the money to to go to a therapist or have the assurance. And so I don't have a, the solution for that, to be honest. I, if we find any resources, we could we'll share them in the next podcast. But um, but I think that's where we really have to step in and and think about I, this is hard because I just know like your how much environment affects us and who is around us and but I also feel like we do know when something's good for you and when something's bad for you so really just pay attention to who who does want the best for you um who will give you the good advice to get you into a better situation so I don't know, just also be very mindful about who you're you're listening to, what you're you're putting into your into your your mind. What are you listening to in music? What are you listening to on YouTube? Is it uplifting you? Is it teaching you something? Is it helping you learn? Um, and and things of that nature. Because though I know therapy is great, I, I just don't know about I know there are there are resources out there, so you should probably, you know, do your due diligence to to learn how to get to those resources, but also a big 
big part of it is who you're surrounding yourself with as well. That really affects your, your mindset. Um, Ooh, I agree. I don't have any resources either, but I do. And I, I don't want to jump ahead of myself, but I'll just say that church has helped a lot. And I, you know, I know we're going to get to that later, mm-hmm. but um, that is a big part of, you know, my mental health is being able to have that access to God. So mm-hmm. that is huge for me. But, um, and I can only speak for myself. A lot of my mental um, health issues were was rooted in um, that lack mindset. And so I know that when we start to crush, crush those so I know that when we start to crush that, you know, lack mindset and start to think in an abundance and prosperity, that you will break the curses of, you know, laziness and um, doubt and fear. And these are, I think, a lot of times was at the root of other people's um, mental health, you know, right? Is that we feel like, you know, we don't have certain things, we feel like we're lacking certain things. So when you start to really work on your mindset, then that will shift all the things that, you know, you feel like you're, that you could, could improve in your life. I'm, you know, I guess. No, that's so true. So it's like the limiting mindset is not, it's, it's so much more than how much money you can make, but it's what you believe that you could actually do. Like so many people exactly that are like, I can't, how can I get out? But it's the limiting mindset of, I can't get out. I can't get out. But once you lift that up and like you can, you will start creating the actions to do so. It's just like what you think about yourself reflects your actions. So if I think I can work, if I think I could be healthier, then I will take the actions to buy healthier food, to do my research, to exercise. If I don't think I could do it, like I'll never do that. I think we said this in the last podcast. I'm just going to sit down and let life and go into whatever the normal and whatever environment you're in, let that environment be you are. But no, you have the capability to be exactly who God created you to be. It is going to take work. Um, It's going to take work for you to step outside because it just goes back to that, that scripture that says, um, you're not of the you're not you're not how, how is you're not of the world you are what is the you you're in the world you're not of the world I don't know I know yeah, what you mean yeah you're in the world but you're not of this world so you're in this world but you're that is not a dictator of who you are who your soul is and who you are you are different you have the ability to step outside and be all that you you want to be but it's just so easy and we're it's this is going back to it's just so easy to get caught up in every what everybody else says the the normal but we just have but like you're saying kobe it goes back to the mindset it's what you think and that's why you know it's very important um for us to say these things for whoever is feeling the same way to to relay this message so people could could also uplift these limits to beliefs, you yes. know, 
important enough for us to look the way. It's important for us to whatever gift we have doesn't matter if you hear 20 million other people saying it there's somebody who doesn't know because like you're saying the guy trapper on wall street he said the first person to talk about therapy was charlemagne right charlemagne wasn't the first person i heard talk about therapy right but for him it was so you never know who's going to be listening to you and so i just want people to just really like that's real that's it too no, that, that's that's real. That's so real. And I really, really just want y'all to know that it is so doable. It is so doable. Like, and I'm thinking about my people that's in these really, really harsh environments and you it's really beyond your control. Maybe you don't have the finances to get out right now. Maybe you don't have the knowledge or to get out or the, the so-called credentials to get out right now. But it's like you really have to be strategic and serious. It's like that moment when enough is enough and you got to get on. You got to move on. It's going to start in your mind first. You have to see yourself leaving this that, that current space you're at in your mind first and then like cognitive just said once you see it in your mind you're gonna start putting in that action you, maybe you don't have the money to 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 go and, and and veer off and go somewhere where you can go but in that space you're in maybe just being outdoors all day so you don't have to look at that environment that you're in right now just go somewhere to the nearest park and spend 45, you know, percent of your day there, or if maybe if, you know, there's a, a Barnes and Noble, a bookstore that you could just go and be, go find free outlets where you can just park there and spend and, and really just remove yourself from that environment as much as you can. Even if you can't just, if you don't have a car and you can't go somewhere, just go outside, go outdoors. It doesn't cost anything to go outside and just try to find an escape from that environment to Use that time, use that as your working ground so you can start building, build your mindset up, build your confidence up, and then build that plan up and put, because it's going to still take the work. Like you're still going to have to put in a strategic plan. Like you're going to have to find some resources. You're going to have to find, but before you even do that, build yourself up. It reminds me when I was trying to move out my my grandmother's house when I had just moved in from, back from college and I was from Pearland and then I moved back to the hood and I was like and it's funny because like I always joke about this all the time like I didn't know I was from the hood until I grew up and realized like damn this kind of this kind of hood and so when I <laughs> no I'm serious because you, when you a child you innocent you don't know you just know these are the people that love me and I'm in a loving house but I now it, it made sense why my grandma said we couldn't go past the second house on the neighborhood on the street like but when I got back and I was an adult now, I was like, okay, this can't be reality for me. This cannot be life. I, I had all, you know, you, you have this college experience and you got your degree and you like, okay, this just can't be the end. So I really had to, I went into that whole depression. Like you apply for 50, 11 jobs, 50, 11 million jobs and all of them denying you because you ain't got enough experience. And so I was just like, still, this, this cannot be life for me. I still have to get out and get, get on my own go, go somewhere and so I literally what I did I stayed at 24-hour fitness all damn day long went from 24-hour fitness to Barnes and Noble like just back and forth just filling my mind building myself up like with books with workouts like I just 
engulfing being trying to become the best version of me that I knew how going to church, building myself spiritually at spiritual temples. I was just like, I, this just came to my reality and just really starting to get into the power of, of imagination and manifestation and, and just seeing myself in a better place in a better environment where somewhere I wanted to be somewhere where I felt at home, somewhere I want to be happy. And so it's like, you might do that and you might find yourself having to do that again in your future where you're trying to build a new life. And so every stage where you're trying to go and grow, you, you might have to find your sacred space and, and, and go there and, and build and grow and, and manifest where you want to be in your life. And so it's so possible. It's so doable, y'all. It's so, so doable. That's That's so good to hear, too, because I remember that. I remember you saying, like, I have to get out of this environment. And then you did. And also just like so many people, like you said, even people we who do go to college and they get depressed because they haven't um, been able to find a job. But it's that perseverance that you have. It's that uplift, uplifting those limited beliefs. Like, though I'm not, I don't have this job right now. It's, you don't give up. You, you don't give up because one day, you're going to you're going to land that job or you're going to create a job for yourself. Um, but remember that you are worthy of, of these great things. But like you're saying, we have to visualize it. But um, just to go back a little bit, since it is minority health. I just want to talk about real quick. We talk about healthy eating a lot through this pot throughout this podcast. But just to make it very simple for you guys, um, I just want to break down what healthy eating is, um, which is basically eating whole foods. And that's not going to Whole Foods, the grocery store, but eating whole foods that are from the ground. So, or the trees. So apples, vegetables, frozen vegetables, uh, regular vegetables, but bananas, like these are the things that aren't having anything added to them. And you could make things like smoothies, you could make things like spaghetti, but you want to always look at the ingredients in your food because a lot of the times things are um, put out to us like it's healthy, but it's actually not. You don't want to read the front. The front is a lie. It's talking about all these good things for you. But if you turn to the back, you'll read a whole bunch of ingredients that you do not understand. Right. So it's ingredients that are one two three four five long if it's like a package um but other than that use things that are just one thing if it's olive oil it shouldn't say olive oil canola oil sunflower oil vegetable oil it should say olive oil it should say coconut oil it should say avocado oil um breads like different things like that uh i just want you guys to know and start to just really learn um, how to cook with these different things. Um, so that's the difference between, it's just, just look up whole foods versus processed foods because these processed foods is what's really um, triggering these diseases um, because a lot of things are passed in our government through the FDA that aren't healthy for us and in, in, in other countries not, are not even allowed. So um, just to better your health, to better your, your, your family's health, eat more whole foods, look up what processed foods is, do your own research um, so you can start living a healthier life and just don't take everything for what people will say. Because like I said, people will put things in your face and say, this is healthy, this is healthy, this is healthy, which is just, but it could just be low calorie, not actually hmm. for you. So yeah, we could do a whole even. Podcast, but 
was trying to like right even with your doctor sometimes your doctor will tell you something is healthy and if you look at the back of the ingredients it's actually not healthy like my doctor was recommended that i ate yo play yogurt i was like first ingredient in this is like sugar and also like like okay um so you know and I, and it's like again this has nothing against my doctor but we have to understand our doctors are not nutritionists not. there's two different things so we we really and even some of the nutrition like remember it goes back to that question everything and do your own research you have to do your own due diligence at the end of the day because it's you who are putting this in your body somebody can recommend it to you all day but at the end of the day it's not going into their body it's going into yours and who's going to be affected by it we are or whomever's consuming it so yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And then the last thing Kobe kind of hit on this earlier is spirituality. Um, you know, when I tell you, okay, that really be like, if I'm good spiritually, I'm good everywhere else. So really building that relationship. Yes. With you know, I haven't been to church in like a, like a year because of COVID um, a year in plus some because Girl, of COVID. Same. On the, on, online sometimes you know i'm not gonna lie it don't be every sunday but i have realized like the very difference between like being in an atmosphere where people are rejoicing together and worshiping together and just that routine i had um when i was going to church to keep me motivated um and really my life changed so you know getting back grounded and getting back connected with god in any way you can making that a routine because yeah. I know like black people, we really do depend on the church in which we need to do a more, better balance of like therapists. And also in the church, you can't believe everything that everybody says. So you have to find a good church that's for you. Um, so, but finding that for yourself. Yeah. On that note, like that is really why I go to the church that I go to because um our pastor really preaches the gospel and um, the prosperity gospel. So his thing is he's pushing hope. He's pushing, you know, being prosperous in every aspect of your life. And um, our church is called the kingdom builder, uh, kingdom builder. So that is, you know, what everything is about. And that has really been the center of, you know, everything that we've talked about, you know, from physical health, mental health to social health, you know, is I'm, I try to come at things in a prosperous um, mindset, you know? Definitely. Yes, that's good. That's why you have to, you just have to find the right messenger. And it might take you some, sometimes, uh, it might take you some time. Like, I'm sorry, my phone went off and I started trying to check the message. But no, but it might take you some some go through. So I, a lot of what a lot of times what pe people do, what we do, we go somewhere one time and we have a bad experience and we just say that they all they they crazy, they wrong like this, that. So we, we just have to understand, like there's a plethora of everything out there. So like there's not just one grocery store. You got Walmart, you got Target, you got Kroger's, you got Sprouts, you got Whole Foods. So you have a variety. If you have a bad experience at one grocery store, that don't mean you have to keep going there. You could shop somewhere else. There's a plethora of, of clothing stores. If you go, you could go JCPenney's, Dillard's, Nordstrom, Neiman Marcus, you go anywhere. And if you have a bad experience, you don't have to say, okay, all clothing retail stores are bad. I'm just going to walk around naked, you know? So 
same with your spirituality. You go to one spiritual temple, you go to one church. If you don't, if it's not feeding your soul, go somewhere else. And maybe you'll find along your journey, your soul will be fed. Same with the doctor. Go to one doctor. It's not a good experience for you. Find another doctor. So we just have to do our due diligence as Black people to, to, if you have a bad experience, it's not the end all be all. You can find the right, right, right place for you, especially in church, because our spiritual life is so important, y'all. It's so, you can't ignore that, that aspect of your life. It's like you have a good physical health, good mental health good you have to have the good the whole total package y'all you have to have the total package totally agree so Chloe like you yes and I just wanted to add on to that because um because I really want y'all to like get this with the prosperity like it means being disciplined right Mm. being disciplined to the point where and it goes back to that mindset thing keeping that in mind of that I can right I can because when you start thinking that way, you won't be um, wasteful with your resources, right? Mm-hmm. Because you understand that God has this life for me, right? That's designed for me. He wants me to be prosperous. He wants me to be a ruler of, every, you know, of his possessions, right? So right. now you become responsible and you're saying, I'm going to multiply. I'm going to be responsible with my resources. I'm not going to be stingy. I'm not going to take all the money that I have and just keep it for me, 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 me. But I'm going to think about, you know, my family. I'm going to think about my health. I'm going to think about, you know, my well-being and spending my money responsibly. I'm going to think about, um, I'm just trying to get those, pull those examples of where we fall short with our mental health. Like, I'm not going to just think about what makes me feel good, because I think that's where we get lost sometimes. We're always thinking about the the instant gratification of what makes me feel good right now. But you're thinking about what is going to bring me to this ultimate higher place. Hmm. And that's ultimately going to make you feel good. Exactly. All that hard work is going to make you feel good. Always. You're not questioning yourself saying, um, why, why was I doing this? Why did I, you know, you're not questioning your past now because you know that you're making decisions that are going to bring you peace, bring you joy, bring you happiness. That's good. Woo. All right. Girl, girl, we're going to end on that note. So y'all, what time is it? It's affirmation time. It's affirmation time. It's affirmation time. Y'all, this is your first time tuning in on the Soul Feeling Podcast. We always, 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 always end our podcast with a positive affirmation. So what the heck is an affirmation? An affirmation is any statement that you are using to transform your life. Either you transform your life for the good or you transform your life for the demise. Even in the Bible, it states, let the weak say, keyword here is say, you got to say this out loud. It says, let the weak say, I am strong. So on those days when you're feeling sick and tired, down and out, broke, unhealthy, all these other negative emotions, don't affirm that over your life. Instead, speak positive, uplifting things like you're getting better and better every day in every way. You always get through this. I'm an overcomer. You know, you're doing the dang thing, right? And watch how God just continues to bless your soul. Um, I'm affirming that there, well, there's three of us, and I'm affirming that there are millions, billions, 
trillions and generations to come out here tuned in to the Soul Feeling Podcast. So we're going to go ahead and end this thing off with our positive affirmations. Who wants to go first? Hmm. Oh, I'll go. Mine's going to be a fun one. I am healthy. I am wealthy. I am rich. I'm at it. I am going to go get that bag. Now I'm not going to take your stuff. <laughs> Period. <laughs> I like that one. Um, I am greater than my fears. I am prosperous. Awesome. So, everybody, (laughs) go ahead and subscribe to this podcast wherever you're listening to it on. We're on SoundCloud. We're on Spotify. We're on Apple Podcasts, we're on YouTube. And if you are listening to us on Apple Podcasts, give us a five-star rating and write something soulful and sweet. You can also follow us on Soul Filling Podcast everywhere on our social media platforms, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Well, there, be sure to share this message with everyone so we can all live a healthy life and happy Minority Health Month. Let's get healthy. Like Kobe said at the beginning of this podcast, with the knowledge that we learned today and that we continue to learn, let us put that into action. Hey, yo. I love it. Until next time, soulmates. We love y'all.